everyone. It's me, Dave McMahon, host of Dave McMahon Unleashed, broadcasting live online right here in Niagara Falls, Ontario, the honeymoon capital of the world, from 4680q.ca or 4680q.com as well. It's a nice day. It's a great day for ice fishing, depending where you are. Anyway, we're going to talk fishing today. Mike Genest is with me. And Mike is the owner of Fishing Clinician Fishing Charters. Fishing is the subject today. Mike Genest, again, he is the owner of Fishing Clinician Fishing Charters. Welcome to my podcast, Mike. Thanks, Davey. Good awesome to see to be you. here. Thank you. Happy Thank you. New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Now, when yeah. you got out of the truck, you had a bit of the sciatic going on. The yeah, sciatic. yeah, I got a bit of sciatic nerve. Don't you hate it? Oh, I hate it. hate it. This is like week three or four for me yeah. now. doesn't make anything any easier, that's for sure. I hope you get yeah. over it soon, because that really sucks shit. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> it does. I get it now and then from sitting at the computer too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, let's start by talking about, uh, before we go into your fishing charter business, talking sure. about your day job. You well, are a nurse. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a nurse. I work in, uh, I work in psychiatry. Yeah. Um, I work with people with schizophrenia and drug addiction and stuff like that. So um, when I'm not on the water fishing, I'm, uh, I'm at the hospital uh, helping these guys out uh, as best we can. Yep. I'd like to just do a shout out to all my nurses out there working hard. Um, it's tough work out there, especially nowadays. Now, you've been a nurse in Hamilton, right? At the yep. psychiatric uh, center for two yep. decades. It's been, yeah, over 20 years I've been working there. I started uh, at the hospital way back when I was in my early 20s. Um, and I've been, uh, you know, doing that uh, every year. Yeah. Yeah. And is this shift work? It is shift work. Yeah, it absolutely is shift work. Uh, we do 12-hour shifts. Um, they're long days. I uh, bet. <laughs> yeah. They but you got your coffee. Yeah, we drink a lot of coffee, that's for sure. I usually have about four a day, at least, just to keep the energy up, you know? Yeah. So a yeah. shout-out to all the great nurses. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, Mike, when I first heard of your business name, Fishing Clinician, and I asked you how that name came to be about. You had explained to me that clinician was the technical term for a nurse or anyone working in a medical environment. Uh, right. Tell us more about that. That's right. Well, first of all, it's uh, not the easiest one for people to spell or even understand. A lot of people don't even know what a clinician is. Um, so, yeah, um, I think a lot of people associated the fishing with being like a fishing clinic, yeah. um, which is not what it is. I mean, we do put on a clinic most days um, while we're out on the water, but no, it's uh, just the fact that I'm a nurse and I fish, and the name was kind of catchy, and so we, we stuck with that. I had a YouTube channel way back in the day. It was called Fishing Clinician um, before... Um, the actual fishing charter business started. so. But just the word I that. thought was cool, like the yeah. history of it, right? Because yeah. if you were a dental assistant years ago, it would be fair to say that you were a clinician. If you worked uh, in the hospital as an yeah. orderly, absolutely, you know, that's right. you, you were a clinician. So yeah. I think that's cool yeah. because you are a nurse. Are yeah, you a right. registered nurse or what yes. type of nurse are you? Yeah, registered nurse, yeah. Yeah. 
and but your passion is the fishing thank god you've got something to get away and escape with exactly it is it's uh, over the winter time i'm there working at the hospital and i really look forward to uh to getting out on the water in the summer and i feel really blessed to be able to uh to be able to do both things simultaneously which is uh yeah it's a blessing for me oh awesome so glad you're here because you can teach us a little bit about fishing i know you know pretty much jack shit about fishing i mean i love to fish I've been fortunate enough to be on your fishing charter boat uh, on a few occasions. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. But I just wanted to uh, share with the listeners my experience as a child uh, fishing. And uh, at one time I had lived in Welland on Riverside Drive. So the backyard had the Welland River. So you just go down a little hill. And what an exciting thing for some kid who's, you know, 12, 13 years old. To be able to fish with his his buddy next door, we'd we'd uh, put corn on the hook and we'd fish for carp, and we'd put some liver on a hook and we'd put it in the cheesecloth and we would catch catfish, you know, catch and release just for shits and giggles. But yep. what a great way yep. to entertain the brain! Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. we didn't have computers and you know stuff like that to play on back then, so we were out getting fresh air, you yeah, know, fishing, you know and right in my backyard. I was just so lucky to have that. Yeah, no, that's amazing. You know what, Dave? That's that's how I started. My brother and I started fishing. My dad would take his, you know, we were living in Brockville um, near Kingston there, and he would take us to a little spot off of uh, off of uh, the St. Lawrence River, and okay. we would catch huge largemouth bass, and we were like maybe five or six years old. And um, that's where we really got, I got, you know, the... The fishing got hooked on fishing from just doing that as a young child with my, my my dad and then it progressed into you know as the years went on we would go up north to Tamiskaming, Tamagami and Bay of Quinney and stuff like that and rent little cottages and fish out of a 16 foot little tinny and um, catching you know pike and muskie and walleye and bass and stuff like that and um, yeah and then I decided to venture on into some big water fishing as I got older and um yeah and so we started up the fishing clinician charters and it's been uh it's been a fun little ride out there yeah so you started fishing like young 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 yeah we're talking like four or five years old it was all I wanted to do was go fishing my dad would be like okay we're gonna go again we're gonna go fishing yeah. again today or it was like so, yeah, I, I uh, really loved it at a young age. But it's so healthy for the brain. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you know what? You get outside, you're out in the outdoors, um, you know, fresh air, water. And it's, uh, yeah, you're not always catching fish either, you know. You got to go out there and you got to love the thrill of the hunt kind of thing, right? You go out, you're going to have days where you're going to go out and not catch anything. You're going to have days where you're going to go out and have a blast and catch a lot of fish, right? Yeah. But you just got to enjoy going out and being outside and, Again, you know, enjoy the thrill of the hunt is what I exactly. say. Exactly, yeah. and and catching the fish is kind of like the cherry on the sundae. Yeah, that's right. You've got to enjoy the full experience, like you say, and you have to have a shitload of patience. You do, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Patience is key, for sure. And if sure. you don't have patience, right, well, then maybe fishing will teach you patience. Yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Definitely will teach you patience. You can ask some... Uh, some of my customers that have been fishing with me, we've had to, we've had some good lessons in patience. That's for sure. Um, you know, sometimes we're out there fishing for a few hours before we get our first fish. Um, so you gotta, you know, you gotta make the time pass, and 
you got to be entertaining and I got to entertain people and, and make sure everyone's having a fun time, even if the fish aren't jumping in the boat like yep. everybody wishes for. But um, yeah, you know what? We, uh, we usually do pretty good, though. But I mean, like what really inspired you? To, to launch your fishing charter well, business, aside from the obvious love of fishing. You know was there it, any other contributing factors? You know what it was, Dave? Um, like, I worked 12-hour shifts at the hospital, and yeah. so I just felt oh. like I had a lot of time off, too. Four days on, four right? days off. Right? Yeah, well, we worked the continental shifts, so okay. it's like, it's, it's not four days on, four no. days off, but it's similar, but... Um, we do get a lot of days off, um, just because we do work 12 hours when we're there. Um, so I was just, I needed something to do to fill those, fill those days that I had off. And so I thought, um, why not try to do something, uh, something that I love to do and, uh, invest in myself. And so I did that. And, uh, so I ended up, you know, I cashed in all my RSPs. I bought a boat, went to Georgian college. I got my captain's license and, um, yeah, I learned how to, I learned how to fish in the in the big uh, Lake Ontario. And it's and not just a boat license that you need; it's a captain's yeah. boat license, so yeah, it's a yeah. different kind of license yeah. because you're much like a chauffeur on the yeah. water. Yeah, once you're doing anything commercially on the water, there's a lot more rules and regulations that you have to follow um, in order to be able to do that safely and abide by all the regulations that are yeah. uh, set out for us. Yeah. Tell us about your first boat. First boat. That you had in the First water. First boat I bought was a 19... 19- As a business, I mean. Yes, it was a 1990 Bayliner Trophy, 24 foot. Um, great boat. Um, it did, uh, it, it, it got my business off the ground, um, so to speak. Um, and when I was starting off, you know, charters were smaller, not as many. But then as I saw the business start to grow and it was starting to snowball a little bit, I started to think that boat wasn't big enough, and I had footitis is what they call it. (laughs) You never have a boat big enough. So once you got a boat that you think is big enough, you look at another boat that's a little bit bigger, and you think, I need that boat now. Yeah, That would be perfect. So So the second boat, take us through. So the second boat was a 1990 Sea Ray Amberjack, and it was a 27-foot boat. So it was a few feet larger. A lot wider, a lot more room, and that's the boat that you came on um, for the first time. For the first time, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, so I, I used that boat, and that boat um, really was the boat that um, you know when the business was really taking off. That boat saw a lot of hours, and um, it took a lot of people and made a lot of memories for a lot of people. Um, and then, how long did you have that boat for? I had that boat for your second boat. Four year, four or five years now. I, I can't remember. Yeah. I just sold it last year, actually. And you were at the Grimsby Marina at that time. I was at Foran's Marina in Grimsby. Um, yeah, I was at Foran's for seven years, um, and now we're now we're in Port Dalhousie. Um, there was, uh, you know, the water levels came down, and uh, the channel in the marina that I was at was it was difficult to get out without rubbing bottom. So, so that was the reason to. Uh... Yeah, that was the reason. But you know what? Sometimes things happen, and they happen for a reason. And you know what? I'm in Port Dalhousie now, and it's uh, better from a fishing perspective. It's better all year round there, right? Because the fish um, tend to migrate to the warmer water, which is more the Niagara River, Port Dalhousie area in the spring, and they migrate back in the fall. So 
Um, even when I was in, uh, even when I was in Grimsby, I would have to move to Port Luzi for a month in the in the spring, and then move back in the fall, um, or move back to uh, Grimsby for the summer, and then back to Port Luzi for the fall, um, for the fall salmon run. Yeah. Now the fact that you're in Port Luzi, you're bringing in more business just on that alone. Well, it does. It definitely doesn't hurt because we get a lot of runoff from the Niagara uh, tourism, right? Certainly, so Niagara yeah. tourism spills into, um, you know, you get a lot of people coming down. They're visiting. They they're doing the wineries and they're doing Niagara Falls, and then they look at that big lake and they wonder, man, I wonder if there's any fishing. So then they look yeah. up fishing charters, and of course, um, we pop up, and and we end up taking them out. We get a lot of uh, we get a lot of Americans coming down. They love vacating down here to yeah. to the Niagara region. Um, so when they come down, they look us up and we end up taking them out and get a lot of repeat customers. There's no doubt about it. You've got an outstanding reputation. Thank you. And I recommend you to everyone. Thank you. <laughs> if that means anything, you're most welcome. What yeah. about the third boat now? Third boat. Uh, so third boat, uh, 36 foot Trojan Express. Now that this sounds is like, like a brand of condoms. Yeah, it is. A, it's a brand of. Uh, it's a brand of. Repeat boat that and for me. Repeat brand the name of, condom, of that. The Trojan Express. The Trojan <laughs> Express. Yeah. So yeah, this is a this is a very uh, very large boat. Um, it's got a 13 foot beam, which is how wide the back of the boat is. Yeah. We can accommodate big large groups on that boat. Very safe. Very sturdy boat. Um, yeah. So we'll do corporate. You know, corporate team building charters um, on that boat. Sometimes we'll utilize both boats, uh, two boats at a time to do these team building things, little mini tournaments out there, which are a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, one of the, that's not the newest member of the family though. And then uh, you got another boat. And now we have a 25 foot uh, Kingfisher Escape, which is a beautiful boat, uh, West Coast boat, very well built boat, um, very sound. Um, it uh, gives us a lot of flexibility on the water. We're able to go out uh, to the middle of the lake if we have to. Sometimes we got to travel miles to find the fish. Um, so this boat gives us that ability to be able to go to the Niagara River if we want to go out seven miles offshore if we want if we get out there and we can't find fish out there we can come back in this really quick this is the I call it the Lamborghini of fishing boats yeah. um, so and I think a lot of people are pretty impressed when they walk down the dock and they see that we're going out um, in a Kingfisher because they're very rare boats uh, is it cheap and tacky for me to ask you what your boat is worth if you were to sell it well, um, yeah, if I were to sell it, it would be a $180,000 boat to, <laughs> for someone to buy. Yeah. It's a, it's an expensive boat, but you know what, when it's, it, it does pay for itself for me. Like, would I be able to buy a boat like that? No. Fishing clinician? Yes. Cause exactly, it's, cause it's, it's working. A it's a work boat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> important to mention that you have sponsors. Which is very exciting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been lucky enough to uh, to have Eastgate Ford as one of my, uh, well, they are my major sponsor. Um, I actually took the guys out uh, from Eastgate uh, f maybe four or five years ago on a fishing charter. Um, and they came at me and they wanted to... They wanted to sponsor me. And I was super excited about that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, Ford... The Ford F-150 marketing campaign at the time was around, you know, people, they wanted to associate these trucks with, 
fishing and hunting and outdoorsy stuff. And so, you know, my fishing business kind of fell in line with that and they recognized that. And, um, and we, uh, yeah, we sparked up a little sponsorship deal and it's been going now for about four years. Um, and I'm pretty happy about that. Um, and then that's pretty exciting that you have the sponsors. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Because you provide an outstanding experience for your guests on the boat. Yeah. What you do is very niche and unique, and you're a very likable guy. I mean, you make the experience way more exciting than your average run-of-the-mill sort of host or fishing guide. You interact so well with people, and you make people feel comfortable. No wonder you have sponsors. Well, what I tell people, the fishing is the reason why we're out there, but it's not the whole thing thing right so in my i gotta be a bit of an entertainer when i go out there and i gotta understand that people this is their time on the water and they want an energetic you know happy captain that keeps them excited throughout even the times where the fishing is not so great um you know we're still out there having an experience out in lake ontario which a lot of people you know they don't get out in lake ontario often and, you know, sometimes I forget about the whole experience right from walking down the dock to getting on the boat. This is their first time for doing all these things. So yeah. you got to embrace the whole experience. And that's what I try to do when people come on my charter. So even starting up the engines on the boats and cruising out of the channel, you know, we usually see the sunsets. We usually see the sun rise, uh, rises and sunsets. Um, so all that stuff factors into the whole experience and, you know, fishing, of course we want to go out there and want to catch fish. That's the, that's why we're out there. Um, but it's still fishing, right? So I'm sure you you get some dudes that want to talk about the motor. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, what's in this thing? What's running this thing? The conversations are, are very interesting on the boat. That's for sure. You get a lot of guys that are kind of getting away from their from their significant others right so we have some interesting conversations that go on on the boat and i always say what happens on the boat stays on the boat so <laughs> we leave it on the boat love it absolutely love it love it and uh so what what fish are you hooking typically what are you aiming for well so we're we're going after your basically it's all salmon and all trout um, um so we're looking at chinook salmon which is a pacific salmon um, we got uh, coho salmon, we got Atlantic salmon, um, and then when it comes to trout, we're looking at lake trout, rainbow trout, brown trout primarily. Now, a lot of people don't even realize that we have these fish in Lake Ontario. They're like, well, how does a Pacific salmon end up in Lake Ontario? And, and that's a great question. And what about the folks that are saying, you mean you can eat the fish out of Lake Ontario? You yeah. know you have that mindset yeah. out there with yeah. some folks. Well, Lake Ontario has a bad rap for being a, a dirty lake. And, and you know what? I have to say, over the last 10 to 15 years, it has cleaned up significantly um, just with a lot of sanctions they put on these big companies that are dumping stuff into the lake. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the cleanup effort from the Ministry of Natural Resources and everything going on there. The lake is definitely cleaner. We're not fishing in the Hamilton Harbor. We're fishing out out of, you know, usually the Niagara area, out deep. And we're getting fish um, that are, are young. There's certain fish that you can eat. There's certain fish you don't want to eat, right? Yeah, you so gotta, you're not, you we're not going to be eating yeah. the, the bottom-feeding like big lake trout. We're not going to be eating fish that have been in the lake for five years. We're going to eat the smaller ones. We're going to eat the ones that are nice and healthy. 
um, feeding out of the middle of the water column. And so at this point, the, the lake is clean enough. If you're eating one or two of these fish, it's, it's no different than eating stuff out of the ocean. I mean, the ocean's not the cleanest either, right? So, right. Um, but uh, yeah, everything in moderation, right, Dave? You're, you're yeah. not going to eat it sure. every day because, no. of course, it's not, it's not going to be good for you. But one here and there, um, I, always tell, I always tell my customers, um, I'll tell you if I would eat it. And yeah. then you make the decision and you keep whatever ones you want. So, um, but yeah. But the flavor of salmon and trout is phenomenal. It's, it's phenomenal if it's cooked, and right? And I've ate, uh, I've ate uh, fish out of uh, Lake Ontario. And yep. I'm still living. I haven't yep. grown a, you know, a second <laughs> nose or a second penis or anything like that. Like, I'm uh, still here. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? Again, everything in moderation. I, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not even a big fish eater. Um, I prefer the rainbow trout because it's less fishy tasting, yeah. um, whereas the salmon has a distinct salmon taste to it. So, sure. um, but you know what? If you if it's cooked properly and you got the right seasons seasoning on it and stuff, uh, yeah, it's great. It's, it's it's good. You fill your freezer. I tell people the spring salmon are the ones that I like. Uh, nice, fresh, really cold fish. We get them off the Niagara Bar in the springtime. Great fishing um, in the spring. Yeah. Now, one time when I was on your boat with some friends. You were kind enough to fillet a fish for me. Yep. Put it in the bag. Send me going on that. Yep. And, it, and we ate it and we loved it. Is this something that you do only for people you really really like? <laughs> or or no. like, do you fillet? No, fish? I do that for okay. I do that for everybody. Okay. I offer that. I, that's part of the package. When nice. you come, you you get the whole package. We go out. We catch the fish. We clean the fish. Yeah. And we send you away with already cleaned up fish yeah. um, that you can And you're good at You're great at the filleting because that's a real art yeah. in itself. A lot yeah. of people waste yeah. so yeah. much, right? They don't have the knack, the steady hand and the knack for yeah, filleting, but you're good at it's it. It's definitely uh, something. It's like a, it's an art also, right? So you gotta you, you learn it over years. And when you fillet enough fish, you get the you get the knack to it. Now I got a nice electric fillet knife and it's beautiful. Oh my God. Beautiful. That's beautiful. You see, could, you, could yeah. cut, you could cut your turkey and... And your and your ham with that as well. Absolutely, I guess. I you can. <laughs> but that thing, right? With that fillet knife, right? A little. That was about one hundred and forty bucks. It's uh, yeah, it's a Bubba fillet knife. Bubba knives are usually they're they're the more top. Let me ones. write that down. Bubba yeah, knife. Bubba. Perfect Bubba. name. <laughs> What's the depth of water that is going to be best for catching what you want your guests to catch? Typically, like some range, give me some range, or does it depend? So in the springtime, we are fishing in shallower water. We don't have to go out as far because the water is very cold over the wintertime. The water freezes right up. Um, It doesn't ice up, but it's very cold. So in the springtime, the bait fish are looking for the warmer water. The warmer water comes out of tributaries. So the tributaries are shallower, so they warm up quicker and they push warm water out into the lake. So... Um, in the springtime, we're fishing for browns and those spring kings. Um, we're fishing in usually anywhere from 20 to 50 feet of water. So we're not going out very far. As the summer, as the summer approaches and the water warms up, well, those fish start to spread out more because the water's warming up. Um, so we'll push out a little further and a little further as the spring turns into summer. Um, now, in the middle of the summer, when the, when the water is warm, like that, that lake actually gets, the surface temperature will sometimes be 80 degrees, oh, wow. um, which a lot of people don't realize either. It warms up pretty quick. So, um, so those fish are now going to be looking for cooler water. 
So now what you're doing is you're, you're flipping your program. Now we're going to have to go out and we're going to have to look for cooler water um, to see where those fish are hanging out. So usually sometimes we have to go out to, sometimes we're fishing over 325 feet of water, 350 feet of water um, in order to find the fish. Crazy. So, so you've yeah, got a lot, I mean, got a lot of fishing line on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not necessarily going down that deep. We're just no. going over top of that. When you sometimes we could be forty feet down. So forty feet down from the top of the boat. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, I mean, it just depends on the time of year. It depends on what way the wind's blowing. There's so many factors it, that influence uh, where the fish are going to be at. That's why. You know, a lot of people, some people that go out, they're unsuccessful because there's a lot more to it than just what color lure you use and, you know, how far down you're going. So uh, there's, there's a lot of other things that you got to take into consideration when you're going out fishing, um, which is why coming out with a, a experienced charter or a charter captain is going to probably give you the best uh, chances of catching, right? Yeah. What other uh, species of fish would you end up having on your hook that uh, is just going to be of no interest to you or to your guests? Well, well, there's really, just because of the way we're fishing and yeah. the fishing um, baits that we're using. Yeah, it's a very niche we vary, thing what you're doing. We, vary, we target the, the salmon and the trout primarily. I Every now and then we get a lamprey. So lamprey eels, but they don't come in on our hooks. They come in on the fish and they are something that looks like it comes out of Stranger Things. I don't know if you've seen that show. Oh, yeah, but I have. These things are very ugly, and they got a big mouth that's suction cup mouth with rows and rounds of teeth in it, and very, um, very uh, scary-looking thing. Um, but they come in on the fish uh, attached to the side of them. They A lot like, you know, see National Geographic, you see the sharks with those fish stuck to the side of them. Yeah, um, sucking on them. Sucking on them, yeah. So that's... Uh, that's Basically, the only other thing we really get in the boat every now and then, you you might get a sheep's head or something like that. Um, they're you know, but primarily it's all just salmon and trout. I mean, the unicorn of the lake, what they call, is the Atlantic salmon. The Atlantic salmon, um, that's a native fish to the lake, um, and it uh, it's pretty rare. So we we last year we might have got a dozen, um, and that was a lot for that. The year before, I think we got three. Um, so they're, so but they're, they're few and far between. They're few and far between, but very beautiful, very recognizable when you get one. Um, and uh, yeah, we tend to we tend to let them them go all the time just to keep the numbers kind of up. And yeah, so I mean, other than that, uh, there was last year a guy caught a musky salmon fishing um, near the Niagara River um, because, like I said, in the springtime we're fishing pretty close to shore. And so that muskie must have just saw that lure coming by and saw an opportunity and grabbed it. Um, but that's a rare occasion also. That's a springtime thing, fishing close to shore. You'll pick up kind of other species of fish. I was, you know, speaking of muskie, I was fishing with some guys, Georgian Bay, okay? And we caught a fair-sized muskie, and they, they cut it up and cooked it. Yeah. And the one guy said, we shouldn't be eating this muskie. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that eating musky? Uh, well, we musky, it, you know. it's not, I mean, it's, every fish is edible, really. Sure. Um, so, but musky is not usually one that people tend to eat 
consciously, uh, deliberately. <laughs> but I'm not saying you can't eat them. If yeah. you catch a muskie and you're able to properly fillet it, like those fish have uh, a lot of bones and they got Y bones and yeah. they're difficult to fillet properly without getting a whole bunch a of bones. Our body did a pretty good job on the fillet. Yeah, so if you got somebody that knows what they're doing, I mean, they're absolutely edible. Um, it's just a lot of people like to let the muskies go, like to preserve the muskie too. They say the muskie's a fish of a thousand casts, right? And there's a reason because they're, they're tough fish to catch usually, yeah. So as I said, my knowledge of fishing is very, you know, minimal. I'm, I'm a novice, right? But I'm still a right. fishing enthusiast. Right. What I want to ask you is, is the muskie uh, in the same sort of a category in some respects as like a carp out of the Welland River? Like, in other words, well, sure it, it would it be equivalent no. to eating a carp? I would exactly? say no. <laughs> okay, carp, a, a muskie is a predatory fish, and okay. a, a carp is a bottom-feeding fish. Gotcha. So they're two totally <laughs> different types of fish. Um, Fishing again, 101. Again, carp, a carp, people do eat carp, right? Uh, yes. It's just, if a fish is cooked properly, you can eat them. Um, I mean, here in North America, carp is not the most sought-after fish. Although they fight hard and they're a great fish to catch, um, they're not usually the ones that you're taking home to put on the dinner plate. Um, much like muskie, muskie um, doesn't have the same reputation as a carp. A muskie is a sought-after sport fishing uh, kind of a fish to catch. So you got some anglers that primarily fish for muskie and it's a it's a challenge um, that they love because they are a fish of a thousand casts and uh, now I noticed um, you know over the past you know 10-15 years muskie are no longer a fish of a thousand casts. They're, they're, um, there's a lot of muskie in the Niagara River they're um, upper and lower river. And they can be aggressive, them. of course. They're aggressive. They're great fish to catch. Um, they're a trophy fish to catch. That's why you see a lot of people, they catch them, they take nice pictures, and then they let them go. Um, nowadays, you don't have to keep a fish to have it on your wall. Um, you can take it to these taxidermists, and they do replica fish. Um, so you can just take some um, some nice pictures and some measurements, and they'll... Um, They'll replicate a fish that you can put on your wall exactly like the one that you caught. And you don't have to kill the Holy fish. Holy shit. Yeah. No, it's, I'm, learning, it's... I'm learning every day when I come in here. <laughs> well, it's good. You're going to learn about it. It's more, it's, the more people know about fishing, the better it is. And it's just a replica. and. Yeah, it'll have all the same markings. It'll have everything. And the, you'll know that the fish is still swimming. Um, but you have a nice uh, you know, replica of them on your wall. How many people do that? Is that a common thing? Um, well, it's, it is, I, it, I think it is more common now than, sure. than taking the fish to the taxidermist and having them do is it. It's just more of a humane movement? Yeah, it's definitely more humane. Um, it's cleaner for sure. Um, I, I mean, I don't know, uh, it's, it's pricey. It's a lot of work sure. to do it, right? So it is, it's pricey, but you know what? So if you get a fish of a lifetime and you want the memory of being able to see that fish, you know what? Why not do it? I tell a lot of people, even when we're out salmon fishing, you know, if you want a replica, take some good pictures, we'll do some measurements, um, and then you can have that fish hanging on your wall. So the one time that I was on your boat, mm. I caught uh, a Chinook. Yeah. And it was decent size for me. We'll just yeah. put it that way, okay? So yeah. check this out. I catch the Chinook on your boat. On the way home after leaving the Grimsby Marina, I stop at Walmart. I get the picture the photo of the fish that i'm posing with yeah. i get it enlarged walmart enlarges it 
Yeah. I put it in a frame and I hang it in my rec room all <laughs> in the same goddamn day. Like, how that's is that perfect. a little bit? Uh, no, that's to you? great. That's exciting. Man. <laughs> that means we had a good day. You caught a fish that uh, you're proud of, and yeah. so that's great. Yeah, no, that's and I had the picture hanging on my wall this that's, later that's that awesome. day. That's awesome. Yeah, but, no, uh, that's good. The Toronto Boat Show is going on. Yeah, the Toronto Boat Show is going Talk on. About it's that. Uh, pretty exciting. Um, yeah, so we're uh, we're at the boat show. It's at uh, the Entercare Center in Toronto right now. It runs uh, till uh, till Sunday, so we'll be there till Sunday. I'm not sure if we're actually going to make it there today, just because of the weather. Um, it's looking like I think it's going to get worse as uh, as the day goes on, but we'll see. We might be there today, um, but yeah, we're at the boat show um, from today till Sunday. Um, booth uh, 1763. Uh, we're right by Kingfisher Boats uh, and Yamaha Ski Boats. Uh, we've got all kinds of swag there, and we've got you know um, we've got pamphlets and stuff. And we're there. We've got other charter captains coming in, dropping in, talking fishing, um, and answering anybody's uh, fishing questions that they might have. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of fun stuff going on. They've turned the they've turned the Rico Coliseum into a little lake there, and um, the indoor wakeboard uh, championships is going on there um, this week, which is pretty exciting. Oh, very uh, cool. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff. If you're looking for anything for the cottage, or if you're in the market for a boat, um, the boat show is definitely where you want to go. Um, they've got lots of great deals. Um, on everything from, like I said, cottage stuff, boating, um, safety equipment. I've been uh, once, but I hear it gets better every single year. Yeah, well, so we haven't had the boat show for the last three years because of COVID. Um, and so I think a lot of people are excited to get out and, and you know, check out what's going on, um, any new stuff, or if they already have a boat, there's lots, lots of deals on getting gear and stuff for your boat and for your cottage. Um, I mean, the boat show is great for, for me, for connecting with people, making those connections. I also have Sirius XM Marine as one of my sponsors. The reason why I have them is because uh, I sparked up a great relationship with the guys there because we were, we were um, booth buddies. We were right beside each other. So yeah. 10 days of hanging out with someone. And um, yeah, so they... They picked me up uh, as a sponsor also, so nice. I get all free Sirius. I was listening to Lith Lithium uh, on Sirius XM on my way in here. Um, I love it. It's great. It's a uh, it's a great place to meet people and connect. Yeah. Yeah, and you you'll play tunes on your boat as well. Oh yeah, you've absolutely. always got good music yeah, playing on you, your boat. Well, we always have Sirius XM rocking on the boat, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's great environment when you got great tunes, right? For sure. And you you do, would know that. Yeah, you create that great uh, environment, no doubt about it. Anyone on your team that you want to acknowledge on our live broadcast here on 4680q.ca or 4680q.com, of course, this will be a, a podcast as well and be able to be heard later. Anyone you want to acknowledge on your team as far as people helping you at your booth at the Toronto uh, Boat Show? Yeah, you know, Sarah and Mark, uh, they were there yesterday. Like I said, I have to still have to keep my day job. So I was working at the hospital Monday and Tuesday. So Sarah and Mark were great. I got my, my co-captain, Joe Saunders. He's been working the booth. He was there yesterday. Um, you know, my wife has put a ton of uh, effort into just setting up the um, our booth and doing all the technical stuff and making the phone calls and emails in order to 
just orchestrate this whole thing. So I really have to thank her for that, nice. uh, Amanda. I know she's listening right now. Probably, uh, yeah, wondering when I was going to shout out to her. But uh, now this is the first time I've seen you since you've been married. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of things have happened. I got uh, I got a seven month old boy, my little Benjamin. Nice. So Congratulations. Thank you so much. So he's been keeping us. Uh, um, occupied and entertained every day, so he's a he's a blessing too. I can't wait to get him uh, out fishing uh, as well. Yeah, you know, it's it's in it'll be in his blood. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope so. You know, uh, he's gonna be you know he'll be doing his own thing, I'm sure. But uh, hopefully, he he's uh, just into fishing as much as I am. What are they charging to get into the Toronto boat show? Any idea? Uh, I think it's twenty-two bucks. Very reasonable. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, twenty-two bucks to get in. It's uh, definitely reasonable, and you can spend at least a couple hours there. It's it's huge. I yeah. can't believe how much square footage yeah. there is there. Yeah. There's a lot to see. Um, your head's like on a swivel while you're For there. For sure. When yeah. you take when you take people, <clears throat> excuse me, on a, on your boat. What is the typical duration of a uh, of a boat charter? So I tell people we advertise it as five hour trips. Yeah. I mean, you really don't need much more than five hours out there. Um, from leaving the dock to the time we get back to the dock can sometimes be closer to six hours, um, just depending on you know how the day is going. But yeah, I would give yourself at least six hours for the for the whole entire trip. Um, yeah, and that's usually enough. I, yeah, some people are saying, oh, I want to go for the whole day. A whole day out on the lake is a long time. <laughs> and you, whether you're catching fish or not, um, five hours is usually plenty of time. Okay? I don't think I've ever made five hours on your boat. <laughs> I don't think so You know either. what I mean? I, I'm usually Between good. you chumming the water the one time, it was Ugh. a slow go. We were chumming the water. The waves were rocking us. Um but uh, yeah, you know what? It just depends on people's tolerance, right? We we offer the five hours. We don't have to stay out for five hours, and we've had lots of people come back, uh, or we're out there. They've caught a ton of fish. They're totally content after three hours. They want to come back, and that's fine. You know. What's the maximum amount of occupants you can take on this current? Boat, the latest so, boat. That you so have. on the Trojan, we can do eight people comfortably. Nice. Yeah, and on the Kingfisher, we don't do any more than five. Yeah. Yeah, and we could take both boats out at the same time, also. Uh, okay, you know, we, sweet. We yeah. Do, uh, yeah, like when we're doing corporate stuff, sometimes we do team building. We'll have 25 people. Um, we'll even get other charters uh, to get involved and. Um, and take people so we'll organize that and you know do a little shore lunch at, at the end of it too so uh, you know we'll do we can cater the the trip to whatever you guys are looking for kind of thing right we got barbecues on the boats too so we can do a barbecue out on the water if we wanted to now that wasn't a thing because I, was <laughs> I haven't been on the last no things have two things boats. have progressed since you've barbecuing been there barbecuing on the boat yeah, so I could so, bring some steaks absolutely yeah 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 now, mind you, it's not a huge grill have to be. like at home, but it could be tenderloins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the loins on there; they'll fit better for sure. You <laughs> know, great. I was on a houseboat once, Bob Cajun. Mm -hmm. That was so much fun with friends. You know, yeah, uh, like uh, three couples. And I remember we, we cooked up some steaks on the barbecue that was on the boat and, yeah. and, uh, and fishing. And it's just, it's so much fun. It's just like, yeah. if someone hasn't tried it, they, they should definitely 
Yeah. Try it. And we, you know, we cater to all skill levels too. So people don't have to know how to fish. We literally do everything. And then when the rod starts bouncing, you just run over there and grab it and reel in. It could be the fish of a lifetime. It might be a small one, but yeah. Um, yeah. you don't need any fishing experience. Um, yeah. And I mean, again, we get people that also come on who are wanting to learn how to fish in Lake Ontario. So they'll come out with us and get kind of a, a lesson on what we do and how we run our lines and what kind of baits we're using. Speaking of that, you must have some clients that come on board or you probably stop them beforehand, but they've got their own tackle box and their own fishing <laughs> rods and you're like, no, 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 we, we've got rods. We use down riggers like, no. Yeah, you don't, you don't need your lures. Yeah, well, we'll get people that will ask if they have to bring anything. We usually say no, but we also encourage people to bring stuff if they if there's a favorite lure they want to oh, use. Go ahead and bring it. If okay. you have a rod that you want to use, so that's going to be them. yeah. If if you have a rod that you want to try out or a lure you want to try out, and if it's uh, as long as it's a rod that is is good for what we're doing. Go ahead and bring it. Okay. Some people like to bring their center pin reels, right? Yeah, um, like people get attached to this shit, man. Well, yeah, it's absolutely. It's sentimental, too. And there's yeah. a sentimental component. Absolutely, yeah. So, you it's know what? It's a good luck charm, the certain uh, exactly. pole or whatever. Hey, sometimes what I'm using isn't always working. And so, if you got something <laughs> that you think is going to work, bring it along, you know? So, we're willing to try, um, try anything out there. If you have baits or anything you want to use, yeah, bring them along. Um, we do have a program that we run, um, but it doesn't mean that we have to stick to We can veer off of that also. Let me ask you, as far as cost to uh, come onto your fishing charter, is this something that people can contact you uh, directly about the rates? And if so, yeah. do you want to give your uh, contact yeah. information now, please? So, yeah, you can contact me, uh, email me, mike at fishingclinician.ca. Um, check out the website, all the information's on the website at fishingclinician.ca. Um, and again, if there's any questions that you need to ask me, uh, my phone number is on there. You can call me direct. Um, you can text me. Um, but yeah, drop me an email. I usually will get back to you within, within the day. Um, and, and yeah, any questions or anything that you have... Uh, to be answered most of the stuff is on the website and there's lots of pictures and videos and stuff that you can see and get an idea of, of what you're in for uh, nice. on a day out on the water i love the pictures you're posting too by the way it's yeah, awesome thank you uh, what's the largest fish caught to date on your boat mike largest fish uh was about maybe four or five years ago we hooked into a 32 pound chinook salmon it was a, a, a later fall fish um, cause, uh, you know, we get the bigger fish later on in the season because they feed all summer long and they get big and they, and they build up lots of energy to be able to make that fall, yeah. uh, run up the creeks and streams and rivers to spawn. So, um, they're usually, um, you know, the average fish in the fall would be anywhere, you know, from 22 to 27, 28 pounds. Your larger fish are, you're getting into 30, 35 pounds. Now, um, the, the Silver Salmon Challenge is another uh, uh, thing that we're involved in every year, and that's a, that's a big derby that runs um, all through the summer. It's a 10-week derby, and anyone that comes fishing with us is um, automatically entered into that derby. So if we get a big fish and we weigh it in, um, 
and we get on the board and win money, we split that all with our customers and, and everything is split right That's down the sweet. middle. So you do have a chance of winning if we do get a big fish for the Silver Salmon Challenge. I want to ask you, you know, on a more serious note, have you ever had any topless girls on your boat? <laughs> well, I think my wife is still listening here. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we get some we get some people get a little bit crazy sometimes. I've I've had uh, girls like over the years, over the get, years, over the years. Yeah, you know what? Topless girls. We get people. You know, we have sometimes we have bachelor parties. Um, I had one guy show up and he was like, "Oh, I want to go out with my buddy, but we gotta wait for one person." And of course, the one person it was a girl that came out of a cab. Um, and hopped on the boat and, you know, it was, it, we just get some crazy stuff happen on the boat. You never know. But like I said, Dave, what happens on the boat stays on the boat, right? <laughs> uh, oh, that, you're, you're creating the best memories for people and yeah. pictures like crazy and, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and just a great time overall. Yeah. And even if it's raining, you're going out. We're going out if it rains. Yeah. I mean, you're booking a fishing trip, not a, not a beach excursion uh if we're out fishing we fish in the rain we got coverage on all the boats so you're not going to be in the rain um the only time we don't go out is if it's windy if it's too windy and too wavy um, we always take safety um as a priority and i will um you know sometimes we have to cancel charters and sometimes we have to cancel people more than once but um i'd rather be safe out there and have people have a great experience than go out um, in choppy water and have people get sick and, and uh, not have an enjoyable experience. Um, so, yeah, you know what? Uh, it is fishing and, you know, you can only go out on days that Mother Nature allows you to go out, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, once again, people can contact you at, give your contact information again, Mike. Uh, Mike at fishingclinician.ca and the website is fishingclinician.ca. And you're on Instagram. We're on Instagram and Facebook. I uh, don't do the Twitter thing, um, but uh, yeah, all of our up-to-date, day-to-day stuff is on our social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook, yeah. So the only uh, one thing I would put in the suggestion box as a, as a happy client of yours, and I've, had the for I've been fortunate enough to be on your boat a few times over the years, is I think you should be selling gravel. <laughs> on your boat because <laughs> do you remember yeah. the one time we kind of alluded to it earlier in the show today but there was that one time when you said to me dave are you okay you're looking like you're a little getting green in the face like yeah and then i remember you said I, if you're not feeling well just kind of let go, it go just let it go right let up it the go. side of the, boat. the water and it was like the power of suggestion or just coincidental yeah. timing because yeah. when you said that like 30 seconds after i head to the side of your yeah. boat and i'm you, just tossing you felt my like you were allowed to do it now yeah oh. no you know what you uh, you're not the first and you won't be the last um some people the the motion of the ocean just ends up uh, getting to you and it can make you feel a bit queasy and um it is a horrible feeling and I do suggest to anyone if they do uh, if they do have a tendency to get seasick or motion sick, yeah, take a little bit of gravel before that uh, will usually help. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I probably should have some on the boat. Although I don't like giving drugs to people while I'm on while they're on the boat. You but never you know. You are a nurse. You are. A I nurse. am a nurse, so I can't administer them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so now I know to bring some gravel with me, and it only happened the one time. 
Yeah. The other, the other times I was fine. It was well, just the waves. It was kind of white capping. Maybe maybe it wasn't white capping, see, but to uh, me it was. Seasickness is a, it's a, it's a frame of mind. It's in your head. So once you've done it, if you've had it once, a lot of people psych themselves out when they get on the boat. They're already thinking about being seasick. I try to tell people just you got to not think about it. Um, just just stare out at the horizon and don't think about it. As soon as you start thinking about getting seasick, it usually happens. Um, and you know, if you haven't been seasick, then you're oblivious to it. You don't think about it, and you're usually fine, right? Um, so yeah, it is. A, it's a thing. Uh, it's definitely um, a thing on the big lake more than the small, you know, inland lakes. You don't get that. But yeah. Mike, it's been great shooting the shit with you today. Thank you, Dave. It was a pleasure to be here. Super exciting. Yeah, I love it. I love talking fishing. I could talk for hours. <laughs> I know. I know. Mike Genest. Check out his Facebook, Fishing Clinician Charters. Fishing Clinician Charters. <laughs> yeah. Mike's a nurse as his day job and his passion is fishing. Check out Mike at Fishing Clinician at the Toronto Boat Show all this week. Yes, sir. Mike, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate it. Have yourself a doggone great day. Thank you. You too. Take care. See you later, everyone. This is uh, it for me. I will talk to you next time. I'm Dave McMahon, the owner of Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy, the host of Dave McMahon Unleashed on 4680Q.ca. Ciao. These days, she says, I feel my life just like a river running through the air. I've